Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Speak. Um, I just got a little bit of um performance anxiety there. I was like, <gasps> just panic. Totally uh, normal. It's totally normal. Totally normal. Welcome back to Speak. Uh, Crystal and Elisa here. And today we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. So uh, this was a topic that I had on my list. Um, and actually, I, I got a request. Uh, I got a request for this one nice. uh, from my my friend, um, who is also my cousin. Uh, and we have this rule that we always have to qualify that we are friends and cousins. But so <laughs> shout out to you, Una. And uh, yeah, but she said, I don't suppose you happen to have done an episode on imposter syndrome. And I said, well, if you are a good enough fucking fan, you would know that we have not yet. <laughs> Up your listening game, girl, please. Come on, Una. <laughs> Come on, Una. Um, but yeah, so I was like, right, bump it up the list. Let's get chatting about it. Amazing. I think it was when you suggested it, it jumped out at me immediately because I think I don't know a single person that's never sat. I don't know a single person that hasn't had it at some point. It is so relevant to absolutely everybody. And even before coming on here, I had a little sense check with my partner, Richard. And I said, in a couple of sentences, what's your thoughts on imposter syndrome? And he was just like, I hate it. Happens in every job. It happens to everybody. I just, you know, it's just part and parcel. I think there's not there's not there's not a single person that's um up to this game in life. That's not happening. Oh, there's people. You think so? Uh, Donald fucking Trump. <laughs> Elon fucking Musk. Can um, I have some more of those fuckers? I mean, have? Because they do not. Ha- they need it. And they don't have it. <laughs> they do need it. I mean, Donald, I don't think Donald Trump would be making the faces he was making on that podium if he didn't actually think, should I be here? Should I be saying what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe that just comes with being filthy rich. Hmm. Anyway. Not a political podcast. Not to digress. So, I mean, have you ever suffered with imposter syndrome? Yes. Um, and funnily enough, just before we came on and you were saying, oh, it's normal. And, you know, kind of like at the start of every job. And I was like, mm-hmm. or every day of every job. Pretty much. Yeah. Like it doesn't for me, it doesn't ever go away. Um, it's it's there every day, time. every day. Wow, mm. that that's that's a lot to carry. Mm. Yeah, every day. It's probably and it has definitely gotten worse or more intense in the last few years. And I was thinking about it over the last few days of like, what is that about? Yeah, and I do. Th- think social media has a lot to do with it uh in and by social media specifically linkedin because the imposter syndrome i have is, is all related to work yeah and it's only like we know the saying comparison is the thief of joy yeah and i can fucking confirm that yeah the more i see like people doing certain things it just immediately sets something off that i'm like oh god what is the so what is the oh god what what's the feeling what's the thought 
the feeling is and welcome to our therapy session guys pull up a few get a cushion get comfy <laughs> Um, but it, the feeling is, it's a feeling of panic slash dread. And it's dread that like, it is the feeling of, of being found out. Right. And the feeling of they're going to know. And and then it's, but it's even trying to finish the sentence of they're going to know what. And I, yeah. I can't even, I can't finish the sentence. They're just, they're going to know. A feeling of being found out. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. I think it's I, cracked, well, I think just to say it even before I point to the article that I sent over to you, um, I absolutely get imposter syndrome. As I mentioned, I think everybody does. Mine is mine is A, at the beginning of a new job always. And I have this really weird flip where all the way through an interview process, I am golden. I have no imposter syndrome. I know I'm really good at my job. If you're contacting me, I know that you're interested in me. I'm fine. It's not even day one or week one. That's all fine. Mine is around six months. Mm. And it and it just falls off a cliff temporarily, but it's a big cliff. Um, and there was something around. I know I got the job on because I'm good. That's fine. So now I'm here. But now there's a point that I should know all the things I need to know and that you're looking at me like I should know all the things, but six months is not enough time to learn all the things. Yeah. And there is so many unknown unknowns. And so about six months, I mean, it sounds idealistic, right? And I'm just like, go for the job, don't care. You know, don't care, really care. Otherwise I would never be in the room. Comfortable, start the job comfortable, get to six months on comfortable and it's that found out thing they're gonna ask me a question and I won't know they're gonna ask me about a granular thing and I won't know am I gonna look incompetent am I as good as the last person when they'd been here six months it's all of those questions and then I go through that for about three months (laughs) just just night and day um but I think also another one is things like board meetings big board meetings oh yeah those feelings of, should I really be here? Do you really want me here? Are you interested in what I'm sharing with you? And it's that naturally thinking that you are less than, but actually when you step back, it's just six people doing their job. Yeah. Much bigger, but their job. And you're going to give them some information that they need. So you, mm. that's it. It's just. And do you ever feel like in those situations, then you're like, oh, I'm going to say this thing or I'll ask this question. You go, oh, fuck, no, I won't. That will sound stupid. And then fucking somebody else asks it two minutes later and everyone's like, oh, great point, Bob. And you're like, damn it. I should have said it. should have just said it. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, before diving into, or maybe I was going to, I was going to talk about one of the things that I, so I went to a big board meeting yesterday. And I have these feelings of, I was quite calm. I knew the update that I had was really good. But it's naturally, I start questioning things like how fast I'm speaking. Is it too fast? Is it too slow? Mm. Am I draining the slides? Is it too much? Am I missing a major detail? All that stuff. You sort of second guess yourself. And at the end, what I've just learned is go with it. Because once you're talking, you're talking. It's too late, right? You're in. Yeah. At the end... 
and I picked two two people, one that looked the most interested and one that looked the least interested, and I asked for feedback. So I get the the count of you, and actually it wasn't uninterested at all. It, the, they were just like, actually, you were so pragmatic, so slick, didn't have any questions naturally. I thought it was brilliant. You didn't drain the slides. It was really engaging. I just had nothing to ask because you They're did They're like, it. I'm not uninterested. This is just my face. This is just my face. And it's like, okay, now you can bring yourself back down. Yeah. Um, so I, I find that feedback and asking for that feedback wildly helpful um, mm-hmm. to just close off the guessing game in your mind after the event. Yeah. Well, you're beating yourself with a stick thinking, was it all right, wasn't it? I'd just rather someone say, no, it wasn't. And me go, cool, now what can I do? <laughs> Much rather that. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Well, I think back to your feeling I found out. On the mm. article I sent over, there was a whole list of almost like symptoms. If you're feeling these things, you may be experiencing um imposter syndrome right let's do it let's do it um i don't I mean, know i think i know the answer but yes <laughs> so if i go down them just for the audience's sake so this is on better help um and it's an article on imposter syndrome and it's called what is imposter syndrome and how to overcome it and it was published on the first of december 22 and basically in there there is a list of essentially symptoms of and it's um you think your accomplish accomplishments you think your accomplishments only result from the luck from luck or external sources not from your own strengths check all right check but also i saw sorry just on this first one i definitely would have done the whole oh sure, yeah i'm just like i'm just really lucky um but i had seen somebody put a post on linkedin that's a couple of months ago and people were talking, they were safety professionals. They were talking about kind of, they hadn't called it imposter syndrome, but this guy had put up a photo of words that he had pinned up over his desk. Yeah. And in one column was, it's not just luck. Yeah. Yeah. And I commented on it and I was like, I know what this is. And he was like, yeah, you do. Yeah. And I was like, it's not just luck. He had that up there because he has imposter syndrome and has to be reminded he goes i'm reminding myself i fucking worked for this yeah 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 like this is not just luck the luck thing is a pro and we'll definitely come back to it because i'd love to it 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 riles me and i spent too long saying yeah no i'm really lucky i've got some great opportunity no no scratch it from the vocab you're not lucky um, and I had a boss once that said to me, um, isn't it funny, the harder you work, the luckier you get? Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, feeling everything is luck or down to external sources. You believe that anyone could do what you do. You think you've succeeded because you had help. You discredit your achievements. You believe your connections and network are why you have been successful. You think people are just being nice when complimenting you and you don't think they mean it. You struggle with being a perfectionist. (laughs) You believe failure is not okay. 
<laughs> and you use minimizing language like kind of or pretty sure so you don't have to commit to statements or risk being incorrect. Thoughts on any of those? Um, you believe that anyone could do what you do. So this one, I I used to really, really lean into. I'm sure anyone could do that. I remember after I moved back to Ireland and I met this career guidance guy because I was like, fuck safety, I'm done. We've all heard that story. I've told it a lot of times. But met this career guidance guy and he was like, oh, talk me through like your career history in Australia. What did you do? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I told him all the things I had done. And he was like, that's pretty fucking, that's pretty good. And I was like, Asher, anyone to do that? And he was like, literally, no, they wouldn't. And I was like, ah, oh, but really? I was like, ah, oh, they would, though. Like, you're not going to not do it. Like, who's, you, if you get the job, you're going to do the job. And he was like, this is unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely, definitely have that one. I don't discredit my achievements. I do think I've succeeded in some places because I've had help. I think, I don't think, like, you don't get anywhere alone, really, for the most part. Me, anyway. Um... You believe your connections and network are how, why you have been successful to an extent. To an extent, yeah. Um, how is that? What What about having a network of people helps your career? Like, how does that link together? The word link, LinkedIn. Like, from being on that platform, from networking, from being part of the community, from, from putting myself out there. Yeah. From and from like I like I couldn't abide commenting on anything two or three years ago. I wouldn't even like somebody's post. Yeah. Whereas now I'm much more vocal on there. I'm making the effort. I'm engaging with people. That has helped my career. Yeah. It's helped me make connections. It's opened doors. It's actually helped me like not even moving jobs. But when I'm in certain jobs, I'm like, how the fuck do I do X? And I'm like, oh. Such and such knows. I'll drop a message. Yeah, on LinkedIn. It's so powerful. It's it, like it is fucking so powerful. powerful. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I do. I think connections and network. Not they're not the sole reason why I've been successful, but like, yeah, it definitely helps. You think people are just being nice when complimenting you, and that they don't really mean it. Not really. It makes me wildly uncomfortable. But I don't. People. I don't think people are lying. I think people it was my favorite thing when we met. That if I said you'd done something really well, you would kind of hide your actual self. And I was like, I mean, I'm I'm a sucker for it too. If you say that's a really good piece of work, and I'd be like, uh, leaving. Um, just need <laughs> just need to get out of this situation. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, you struggle being a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, you believe failure is not okay. <laughs> look I mean it's not fucking great it's not ideal the old failure bit um safe to fail blah 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 new view <laughs> but no lads it's fucking not okay um you use minimizing look I live in the world of minimizing language uh, that's I, I thrive on minimizing everything with humor um so yeah that's tick 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 fucking tick <laughs> I I read just some of this stuff. I was like, I I remember when I was there, the discredit. Mm. I used to be terrible for discrediting achievements, or even worse, sometimes letting other people own my achievements and be like, mm. oh, I was part of that. That was I did that. Um, and and a, a really good example is 
nailing the diploma, which could take close book in the days when it was like close book. And he had, <laughs> sorry, I love how everyone who's done close book always qualifies with hundred, a hundred percent fucking close book. You've it was brutal. Um, <laughs> and I, lots of people, lots of people were like, I was part of that. I told her to do that. I told her to study. I told no one. Uh, oh, me shit no one I gave up 18 months of my life and I laid on my belly and I gave up every birthday every Christmas every on my own on my belly I was married I was living with my husband and I was basically a ghost for 18 months I got married on Saturday and still went away to study on the Sunday and spent a week studying nobody can say they did any of that I used Mm. to let that happen it was me I did that I had Nah, no, no, and no. Um, wow. So don't. I mean, the whole discrediting achievements. Just please don't. I do think though, PM really helped me with that whole celebrating my wins. Reference check. That's Ref- now the Health and Safety Network used to be Project Millennium. Yes, the Health and Safety Network, um, headed up by James McPherson and Colin Nottage. And one of the things they used to do on their calls was who's got a win. Mm. And I can honestly say before I joined that network, I had never discussed a win outside of my friends, um, my fr- my close, close group of sort of cheerleader friends. I'd never talked about a win. And here I was on this call every week and someone's going, what did you do? I've never thought of myself as a high achiever, not ever like run of the mill, dyslexic, whatever, anyone can do it. Every single week when I shared my win, it would make people laugh. People would be, gee, like, I'm going to go after Crystal, before Crystal, because... Yeah, yeah. it was like, let's do your wins, like Crystal's going last. Crystal is, is actually going last. And it really made me think about, I actually, I need to be way more impressed by me. Mm, because it, you know I need to celebrate this and and if it's a running joke of you shut your face until the end because you just can spoil this for everybody mm. and what everyone is saying is you're, you're a high achiever you're doing great n- n- first place I ever did it um so cannot advocate enough about that finding that social element whether it's an online professional safety forum if you're a safety professional or if it's friends Man, it does you so much good. Yeah, um, 100%. The the luck thing, struggle with perfection. Now, <laughs> if I go, I'm going to say some stuff that's probably really uncomfortable for me to say out loud, if I'm honest, because I go through this, the minimizing language, don't do. Believe in, fa- like, I believe in failure heavily. I love it. Get it wrong, <gasps> smash it up, learn the biggest lesson, guarantee what you pump out on round two or round three is way better than if you just kind of get it and it slides through on attempt one so love a bit of failure um struggle with perfectionism lift up i'm dyslexic and uh <laughs> there's no such thing as getting something bang on so like it's a what's that phrase don't let perfection be the enemy of the good or the yeah. great um you'll get great work from me you'll never get perfect work from me and mm. i'm pretty cool with it um 
but I would say all of these are lessons. So you succeed because people have helped you. Used to believe it, do not. You believe that anyone could do what you do until PM. Mm. I was like, there, there are really good people out there, really good people. Mm. Um, but you kind of have to do your homework and look at yourself. If you, if it was your best friend and you could see all their achievements, would you think the same thing about them? Like, would you discredit yourself or hold yourself back? Um, I, I don't, I think a lot of people can do what I can do. I think like some people can. Everywhere yeah. I go and make the difference, I have to note that and say, well done. It makes a difference sort of thing. But yeah, to an extent. Um, and then the the big the big bugbear for me, and you mentioned it at the very beginning, is luck. Is I spent a very, very long time kind of going, oh, I'm so lucky. So lucky that I got that job on that site and then that I worked really hard and did that thing. And then they gave me a qualification. I'm so lucky for that. Then I'm lucky that I put my thing on Monster. And I'm like, you just take it out of the vocab. You have, mm. You've got to, because all you're actually doing is removing your hard work. That's it. It's you just absolutely minimizing you and making space for everybody else having had an effect on your career. Mm. None, you can be handed an opportunity and smash it, like ruin it, not yeah. do anything, not study. You can be handed a qualification and do a terrible job, go drinking all the time, or do both, whatever. Um, but you can mess up opportunities. You didn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like I, I remember somebody saying like, oh, well, I got you the interview for that job. I'm like, yeah, and I smashed it out of the fucking park. <laughs> There's nothing, something I do not oh, have imposter syndrome one? about is, yeah, yeah so I do not have it about interviews for some reason. I'm like, fucking hire me. I'm going <laughs> to blow your socks off. Like, yes. This is a win for me. Thank you. Like, I'm here. Let's do the interview. Let's have the chats. But, well, yeah, it's different once I'm in the job, then it's different stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I think, I do think it just comes from, not to sound really cheesy, there's a whole bit of self love in here. And, oh, there is. Yeah. Hmm. And I think a lot of it as well is, is just a bit of fucking sense checking. Like your brain will fuck with you. Yes. And it will tell you really, it'll tell you lies, lads. It'll tell you lies. And like that, um, a friend the other week was telling me, um, she was like, oh, it started a new job and had a run in with this guy. And definitely the flair of the imposter syndrome. And she was like, oh, fuck, like, what am I doing here? Like, how did I get this job and blah, blah, blah. And like really spiraling. I was just like, just actually sense check yourself for a minute yeah the people who hired you you like hold them in really high regard they know their shit yeah would all would all like five people who were on that interview panel just lost their fucking senses all at the same time and decided to hire you on a punt no yeah. also these this person you've had a run-in with who you're like oh he thinks some shit at my job so it's been a week he doesn't know you you spent half the fucking week in inductions you haven't how done he anything that how could he have formed that opinion like so it's just sometimes kind of going is this true what's the evidence what's the evidence for and against just yeah. to kind of go just a little bit of cbt there for you know guys just a bit of sense check yeah just a little well i think one of the things that i will say if somebody talks to me about imposter syndrome 
and I I should be better at taking my own advice at this. My first thing to say is when, you know, that scenario is, you know, I've been there a week, I've had a massive run in, they think I'm rubbish at my job. Now I think I'm rubbish at my job. I say, like, tell me somebody that you love that's around your age, like in your family or friend, right? Pick that person, let's call them Rachel. Rachel comes to you and says, she's been in her job for a week. She had a run in with this guy. He thinks she's terrible. Now she thinks she's terrible. What are you saying to Rachel? And usually it's first like, give yourself a break is number one. Um, And then the whole thing, like you haven't been there long enough. You haven't done any work yet. So this is nothing to do with your competence or ability. This is just a guy that you've had a clash with. Mm. And just allowing them to say it out loud to somebody else that they love, because we all have a problem of self-love, something that they love and just say, right, that's, that's what you need to be saying to you because otherwise it just gets in your head doesn't it? and you live day to day thinking I'm terrible at my job. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, I mean, have you, so have you got, have you got any tricks of the trade, anything that helps you? Cause if we've got listeners now that are like, Oh God, I live in that. And I do live in it daily. Mm what sort of things help and I know we've got the article for some other inspirations but from from a sort of real perspective anything that helps you out there's actually one that's just come to mind and I suppose it's it goes back to my activity on LinkedIn the people that I follow um and where a lot of this stems from like oh they have a doctorate I should have a doctorate I'm gonna get one lads just not yet but I'm gonna do it but anyway so and definitely it's that comparison thing. And I tend to, and I know this about myself, I put people up on pedestals right. and then compare myself to them, which is fucking unhealthy behavior. So I like, so a lot of times I'm just like, actually, and I do this, I, I message them on LinkedIn. So I'm just like, hi, those things, any crack? Love that. Like your stuff. And it's just, and they'll usually write back and be like, well, how's it going? And and I'm like, oh, they're humans. They're people too. Yeah. So it's really just like, if that helps me, it just kind of goes, oh, these these are just people. And instead of comparing of like, they've done this and I haven't, seeing them as like, they've done this so I can too. Yeah. Do you know that kind of see them as lights guiding away more than a a comparison thing? Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is, with the the kind of the compliments bit and we'll get to it about the hype folder but the compliments thing while it's nice to get them there's this thing of not relying on external validation yeah because because it won't always be there so you need to have your own internal validation your own sense of worth and that's that's a fucking hard one but yeah it's that being able to prop yourself up because it's grand people saying oh I love your podcast or oh I like this post or whatever or I think you're great but if you don't believe it yourself that's not really that's not going to sustain you yeah absolutely absolutely that self-validation piece I think is one of the most vital things especially dare I say now we are all working so remotely 
like mm. the general chatter in the office the you know I've just nailed a thing and you would talk to all of your colleagues or friends around you and you would get that sort of verbal pat on the back as you went just in chat yeah. you most people are as we are now home offices solo for most of the time it's it's super important to just be going back over those successes those wins and saying I've done a great job this this matters mm. um yeah love that such a great point so what what's your hype folder then my whole this now is a fucking point of contradiction because I just said don't rely on all this shit but also what can help is if you're really <laughs> spiraling in the whole oh fuck people are going to find out x I don't know what the fuck they're going to find out they'll find out something but I have a folder on my phone and it's of achievements and it's of people hyping me up whether it's friends or family or messages on LinkedIn or whatever it is but um or if I know I've done something really well yeah I'll fucking take a snap and I'll and I'll put it in there and then every so often I'll just have a look and go oh yeah I did this thing or oh yeah I was you know whatever and it's just a bit of a no I'm I'm actually doing okay I've I've done some stuff. Yeah, amazing. I like that every now and again, if I get a message after, uh, basically about helping people, if I've done something and I feel like I've made a difference to somebody, mm. um, I will keep that as a reminder. Sometimes when it's a tough day, mm. it's also good to look at that stuff and go, I'm making a difference. That's yeah. what I'm here for. It's not for gold stars and, and all these things, but that's it. I've made a difference in your height folder, you know, taking a screenshot of somebody saying you nailed this piece of work, you made a difference to their world, whether it's yeah. that given them a training program that they really needed, or you've actually just fixed something that was broken. Yeah. Made a difference. So, and that goes back to your point about celebrating wins. Like at the end of every day or the end of every week, just fucking write it down. Just make a note of it. Yeah digitally or on your notepad whatever of like because there will be something and and a lot of the time unless you're intentionally recording those intentionally going back over in your mind you won't remember it and you'll literally days weeks go by and you're like what the fuck am I achieving here yeah especially when it's long long arduous slogs yeah and and then you start to and then you start to look for the really small ones yeah but they're the ones that that just keep you ticking along well, I think, I mean, that was the really wonderful thing about the the then Project Miletium, now Health and Safety Network, is you had anything from somebody saying, was really nervous about these audits, and I mm. nailed them, and I'm so glad it's over, and everyone's like, you know, massive well done to somebody saying, you know, I've crushed, I've dropped harm by X amount, and I've really helped lots of people, all of them are valid. And yep. it, whether it's a little win or a big win, again, it's you've made a difference. Um, I I showed you before this call to help me visualize my month. I just have printed out on a piece of paper, the you know, a box for each day of the month and next to it, key dates or things that are happening. So I can see them at a glance. And when I go back in to do the next month, I always leave myself a blank sheet that says, what are your, basically, what did you achieve this month? What are your big things? And I write those down and every now and again, if I'm, if I've had a heavy month and I'm about to do the calendar for the next month, I just scroll back and I'm like, right, okay. You know, actually this is success. We are, we are doing something. We are closing stuff off. So 
yeah, I can't advocate. I love the hype folder thing. It's it's solid. Um, yeah. And the the thing on celebrating the wins, I think one of the things that has made the biggest difference to me is Project Meletium was a professional forum, but I have a group of friends um, called the Three. Shout out, ladies. Well done uh, yeah. for just being frankly awesome. And we shamelessly share our wins, our celebrations, our thoughts, our nerves, the whole shebang. And we spend, we all, we're very realistic. We know we can't see each other all the time. So it's just one night out every six months. But we always start off with what's going on in everyone's world. And sometimes it's like, I was going to go for a job, but I don't know. And I was like, you are amazing. This is fine. Or you have somebody say, I've got a promotion and I'm feeling pretty amazing about it. And it's shameless celebration. Nobody's judging yeah. everybody. Everyone's saying you deserve to celebrate. So your friends, and I would count you in that as well, is we will Aww. talk to each other about whether it's nerves or whether it's like, I'm going to go for this thing and I don't know, or I think a crush this week. And it's yeah. a shameless safe space. So find it, just, just ferret out, whether it's at work, a professional forum, friends family whatever find that place where you can just be ashamedly celebrated celebrating yourself yeah i would say um and then i mean we kind of covered it in the article if you guys go to it um i'll put a link to it in the um in the show notes in the show notes oh fuck me well here we go <laughs> podcasting bros it, it 100% um document success i think we've covered um, the whole thing about failure being okay, one of the things the article says is, uh, you know, one of the symptoms is feeling like failure is not okay. Mm. You have to rebrand it in your mind. Um, and did you fail? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. We'll look. Or did you learn something? That's that's the thing for me. Um, <laughs> like you just like, Ooh. don't like it. You can keep it. <laughs> keep that one. Let's not fail and also learn. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it pretty much right, but have some uh, tweaks along the way. Yeah. Amazing. Well, any other any other things that you think anything um, else in mind? No, like I suppose. Look, I've often thought that. Um, look, I suppose we've been fairly talking about our own experiences here, and a lot of times we will talk about the fact that we both work in health and safety, yeah. and I do think health and safety and those solo roles those roles where you're a team of one or when you're new in the job they lend themselves to fucking imposter syndrome um because people look to you for answers that you're like i've only done a fucking knee bosh i don't know what i'm doing i'm here in the job like i've been working in safety for two weeks i don't know the answer and when when you don't have somebody with you to sense check that can be really it can take hold pretty fucking fast so i would say yeah again back to that point of surrounding yourself with people find those people that you can bounce off of especially if you were in a team of one yeah because safety's hard as fuck yeah it we were talking about um me and rich earlier we talked about difficult conversations i was like if you want to work in a job where you have difficult conversations most of the time safety is it you need mm. something that you didn't know you needed something went wrong that you don't think is broken like the it's the list is endless so totally, totally advocate that. My, my, I wrote something down as you were talking earlier 
Um, and, you know, Richard Branson has that famous saying, which is if somebody offers you opportunity, you don't know if you can do it, say yes and figure it out later. Yep. I think that's the kind of the most amazing point to everybody has imposter syndrome. Richard Branson obviously has gone through his life and someone said, do you want this job? And in his head, he's gone, no idea, no idea how I'm doing that. And even Richard Branson's like, sure. And he must live, if that's his mantra, even Richard Branson, one of the most successful businessmen in the entire world, takes Mm. opportunities where he genuinely doesn't know. Right. Not wondering whether he does or doesn't, but genuinely takes opportunities. And that's how he wins Mm. because he takes his opportunities and he accepts that he doesn't know. And here are most of the people thinking, I'm pretty sure I do know, but it just feels like someone's going to find out that I don't. You're already 10 steps ahead of Richard Branson. Right. Fuck Richard Branson. Yeah. (laughs) Was that the message? It was. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Um. (sighs) Everybody, what a note to end on, yeah. Branson, sauce pal, sauce pal, not that grave. <laughs> well, I think that's um, a wicked place to stop. We have no idea what we're doing on the next um, speak because we need to suss out our 2023 playlist. So, yeah. if you have any suggestions, anything that you would love to, because this one was a suggestion and it was a wicked topic, well done, Una. Um, you let us know in the comments and we will um we'll have a little siphon through but answers on a postcard answers on a postcard thank you so much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure to be back in 2023 and for all those that followed us through and became speak advocates thank you so much 2022 was an absolute blast and we loved it yay yay take next time bye bye